This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm so grateful for the privilege of coming to you day by day and once a week in some cases with a half-hour program, but just so grateful for the, the privilege of sharing God's Word. Christian radio is wonderful, isn't it? And commercial radio that makes room for God's gospel is wonderful. What an opportunity we have in these days to speak to people all over the world concerning our blessed Lord. Make sure, beloved, that you are taking full advantage of every opportunity you have of sharing the gospel. Well, you and I are looking at Mark 11, and the Lord Jesus had said to his disciples, Have faith in God. Fellas, you're dealing with God, not with some little religious game that people play. And it's a matter of believing God and his word. The key in verse 23 is that phrase, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. God-given faith in your heart when you pray is the assurance of God's perfect answer to your prayer. God-given faith in your heart when you pray is the assurance of God's perfect answer to your prayer. Now, our Lord Jesus points out that the answer may not be in the form you asked for. If any of you is a father, has a child that asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a viper? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? What is the the homespun illustration that our Savior was using there? Why, a small child might very well mistake a, a round, flat stone for the little round, flat loaves that they had. In those days, he might very well mistake a poisonous snake for the eel that you buy in the fish market. He might well mistake a scorpion with with its uh, uh, legs curled up under its little gray body. What might well take that for a bird's egg and reach out mistakenly for it. In each case, the father would say, no, you don't want that. You want this. And God oftentimes does that for us. That's That's the logic of answered prayer. Not doubt in your heart. A complete commitment to God's perfect will is the best basis for praying. Right? So, he says, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The last time we got together, we dwelt for a little while on some of those words, desire and pray. Believe. It is a word that means accept and rely upon. Uh, it's a very, very good word, very strong word, and a very personal word, I may add. Believe is not just a, a mental exercise. Believe, as used in the Bible, has to do with com- commitment. You follow me? Commitment to your blessed Lord and to his will. When I say to you, all things that you desire when you pray... See, it's, it's the Greek verb pistuo, which means to place your faith in in terms of commitment. Now that's hard for me to do. I don't know about you. 
But oftentimes I find myself praying, Lord, have thine own way. Lord, I want your will. But down in my heart, I know that I really want my own will. And I have to level with God. I have finally to confess my own self-willed desires. And I have to bring them uh, to him and confess them and ask the Lord Jesus to start to control me. Do you have that tendency? I think many of you do. So this word believe has to do with commitment, absolute trust in your blessed Lord. Then he says, believe that ye receive them. Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. How do you do this? Do you have to kid yourself? No. Uh, He says, believe that you receive. That has to do with complete commitment to God in visualizing his, his underscored, perfect answer to your prayer. Someone took me to task in a letter some time ago when I mentioned that faith visualizes the answer. Faith, mighty faith, the promise sees and trusts in God alone. Laughs at impossibilities and cries, it shall be done. Now, I'm not teaching any kind of of highfalutin religious psychology. You know that. What I am saying is that faith in absolute commitment to the will of God as revealed in his word and through his indwelling Holy Spirit, what you know to be God's will through his word and through his Holy Spirit, commitment to God's will visualizes a perfect answer to your prayer and receives it in advance. Faith. Hebrews 11, is the substance of things hoped for. Paul points out in his logical way, if you've got something, you don't have to hope for it. If a man possesses it, he says, what doth he then hope for? So faith is the essence, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're trusting your blessed Lord, you can visualize the answer as his perfect reply. Don't tell God how to do it. Just trust him. Just trust him and let your faith reach out and receive, thankfully, his answer. Then he says, ye shall have. Your dependence on the word of God and the promises of God give you confidence in the answer from God. I think the best illustration I know from my own life comes from that day when, having told our two older girls, Lois hadn't come along yet, but the two older ones were just little girls. And we told them one day that we thought, we thought that if we budged the budget just right, we could get them a bicycle to share. They'd have to share it, but they'd have a bicycle. Oh, they were overjoyed, and they dashed out the front door and said to the first child, happened to be a neighbor child, that they met, we got a bicycle, we got a bicycle. And so this skeptical city Slicker, (laughs) this little child said, where is it? And the answer came back, said, Papa said, we're going to get it. Now, those of you who are parents and grandparents, you know that when that little child is depending on you to keep a promise, you're going to keep it at all cost. You're not going to break confidence with that precious child. And back again to that verse I quoted a moment ago, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly Father. See? And so faith takes God's promise. He never broke his word. 
The promises of God are yea and amen. Yea means yes, and amen means so be it. All the promises of God in him are yea and amen. So faith takes the promises of God and says God is going to keep his word. Hallelujah. And I've got it. He shall have. Now that's the logic of that 24th verse. No, I'm not teaching some fancy religious psychology. Don't get on my back about that, beloved. You know me better than that. What I'm telling you is, you stick to the word of God, you follow the leading of the indwelling spirit of God, and you depend upon God's promise, and you are safe. You can thank him for giving you his best because he promised it, even though it has not yet arrived. Amen? Now we come to verse 25. He says, now, did you underline those verbs in 24? Desire, pray, believe, receive, have. Very important sequence of thought. Learn it and live it. Now verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now the Lord Jesus enunciated this truth in other areas as well, in what we call the Lord's Prayer. He taught his disciples to say, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And he said in other uh, references that you might find in the Gospels that forgiveness is essential to answered prayer. Now why? Because unforgiveness sets up a wall that keeps God out of your life. I don't know how it happens. I can't tell you. I only know that unforgiveness on my part sets up a wall that keeps God from answering my petitions. Unforgiveness on my part makes sure that the that the needs and the shortcomings and the sins that are in my own heart will continue to be there. Because as long as I, uh, now watch this, as long as I refuse to forgive another person, just so long will I be unwilling to confess my own needs. We call such people self-righteous, don't we? Haven't you met folk who were bitterly criticizing someone else whom they refused to forgive, when in reality, the perceptive person could see a whole basketful of faults and sins and shortcomings that needed to be dealt with by the critic himself or herself. Isn't it true? What we do is we short-circuit the spiritual electricity that makes it possible for God to work in our lives. As long as I refuse to forgive another just so long will I also be unwilling to confess my own sins so God can forgive me. That's what Jesus is saying. How important it is to do that. Well, somebody is saying, Brother Cook, you don't know how deeply I've been hurt. Well, that may be so, because I don't live inside your skin, you do. And you know how deeply the hurt is felt. I understand that. There are some things that are humanly impossible, and this is one of them, where you've been deeply hurt and there's scar tissue and the memories are raw and painful. And somebody comes and says you ought to forgive him or her. You feel like screaming at them. You don't understand. Isn't it true? But I learned years ago from reading a book by one of God's choice servants that where you can't forgive humanly, Jesus, who dwells within you by his Spirit, can. 
He hung on the cross in the consummate agony of not only physical pain, but bearing all our sins, all the sins of all the world heaped upon his innocent and perfect character. Jesus, God's lamb being slain. And in that moment, when physical and spiritual agony were concentrated into the essence of a tragedy that darkened the sun and broke the Father's heart, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. He's the great forgiver. He can forgive. And if you today are a child of God, Jesus, our blessed Lord, dwells in your heart by his Holy Spirit. Ask him to handle it. He'll do the forgiving, and you can yield to him. Dear Father, today, oh, may we depend upon our blessed Savior to handle the things in our nature that we couldn't otherwise handle. Thou art the Almighty God. We trust thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.